Welcome to this week's sermon at Village Presbyterian Church. At Village, we seek to be shaped by the life of Christ, to practice authentic friendship, and serve the world. You're invited to join us at either our Mission Campus or our Antioch Campus. For now, we hope you hear a word for your own life in this sermon. Friends, please join me in prayer. God, your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Open our hearts that we might perceive the new thing you are doing in our midst this day. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Our scripture this morning, Isaiah 43, verses 16 through 20, talks about God's work in the past, the present, and the future. So I invite you to listen for what God has done, is doing, will do, and what all of that means about God. Listen now. The Lord makes a way in the sea, a path in the mighty waters, and brings out chariot and horse, army and warrior. They lie down, they cannot rise, They are extinguished, quenched like a wick. Do not remember the former things or consider the things of old. I am about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The wild animals will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches. For I give water in the desert I give water in the wilderness, God says, rivers in the desert to give drink to my chosen people. Friends, the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. I am about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I want to tell you a story of perseverance, faithfulness, and love. This is some of the story of the Israelite people, a group, the group of people that our scripture is addressing. And this is our story too, as the Israelites are our ancestors in the faith. At one time, they were living in the land around Jerusalem and life was pretty good until they were conquered by their neighbors, the Babylonians, and exiled to Babylon. So imagine the Israelites as a conquered people. This is how they are living. This isn't hard to do right now. We see images of every day of what Russia is doing in Ukraine. What's different for the Israelites, though, all those years ago, is that they didn't flee their homes at the beginning of the invasion, as the Ukrainians have done. They were pretty much rounded up and driven out to Babylon as exiles, strangers in a strange land. At the time the scripture was written, the Israelites had been living far from home in Babylon in poor conditions for years. Some elders have died, some babies have been born, and the Israelites have started to become hopeless, 
lethargic in their faith, wondering if God has forgotten them, wondering if they will ever be able to return home or if they even want to return home. If they ever get back, the homeland will look more like a wasteland, not at all what they remember. So God speaks this incredible word to them of the past, present, and future, reminding them that God has delivered them before. That imagery at the beginning of the scripture of chariots and warriors drowning in the sea, that's the story of the Red Sea, when out of slavery in Egypt, God parted the waters and their ancestors crossed safely on dry land. God is saying, remember, I have delivered you in the past, and now I am going to do a new thing. I will deliver you again. It will be a treacherous journey back to Jerusalem, but I will make a way in the wilderness, and I will give you water in the desert. The people have become so despondent, God has to remind them that they are, in fact, God's chosen people. And God has to remind them of who God is, the one who delivers and provides, the one who will deliver again, the one who is always doing a new thing. God also asks them a question. I'm doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? Well, of course they don't perceive it. They're human, just like we don't always perceive what God is doing in our midst, because we're human. God's ways can feel mysterious to us, hidden, like someone working behind the scenes, behind a curtain to get a stage all set up. And then one day, voila, the curtain disappears, and we see all of a sudden, oh, this is what God has been doing all along. The voila moments are the easy moments of faith. Oh, God, I see it now. Thank you. But this passage in Isaiah speaks not only to the voila moments, the I am doing a new thing moments. It speaks to the fact that God is always God, always doing a new thing whether we perceive it or not. This past week on Tuesday, I had a morning like any morning. I got up and got ready. I ate breakfast and drove to the church. I turned the key in my office door and took one look at my empty desk and realized, no laptop. I had left it at home. Dang it, I thought, now I have to go all the way back and get it. What a waste of time. But I thought, you know, I could enjoy a good cup of coffee on the way. So I sat and waited for some coffee to brew, and in that moment, a thought came to me. What if I could work without the computer for a day? Well, I have a sermon to write for Sunday and devotions to write for next week and a PW workshop to prepare for Saturday and grief class on Wednesday. 
That's a lot of writing and planning. Maybe I could do without the computer. Well, you'll be pleased to know there is no shortage of good old-fashioned paper and pencils in this building. So I got my coffee and I assembled my supplies and I sat down at my desk with the paper and the pencils and the books. Yes, good old-fashioned books. No internet for me that day. And I started writing all the things that needed to be written. And lo and behold, I worked at the church all day without my computer. I checked email on my phone, but mostly I sat with a paper and pencils and books. It was freeing. It was one of the most productive days I've had in a long time. I didn't have all those distractions of email and notifications and calendar reminders. I felt my creativity a little closer to the surface. I found that I could focus better. And my work was actually more enjoyable. In fact, I liked it so much, I almost left my computer at home the next day. What I learned is this. Sometimes it takes just pausing for a cup of coffee or a deep breath to hear God saying something new. I could have gotten irritated about wasting time running home and been all frazzled and frayed, but I paused. And in the moment it took for the coffee to brew, I slowed down, and I breathed, and God spoke, what if? One of the images that I have of God is that God is always there next to us, patiently waiting for us to notice what God is doing. Sometimes I think it's like this, at least with me. Maybe your image will be different. God is sitting there saying, I have this for you, would you like it? And I'm over here all busy, 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 doing all the things, not paying attention. And sometimes God is like this. Hello? Hello? Do you see me doing this new thing? I'm not always good at paying attention. So it's a good thing God is God. I'm not always consistent and attentive and watchful, but God is. God is the one who delivers us and provides for us. But if God is to do a new thing in us, sometimes we have to work for it too. Sometimes we have to be open to it. We have to be willing to perceive that God is present and that God is doing a new thing. That's the work that's ours. God can be God and do God's thing, but if we are turned away from God or distrustful or closed off, we cannot be attentive to what God is up to. Some of you know that I love to garden. Thanks to God, the garden is always doing a new thing too. New sprouts here, new growth over here. Oh, look, a zucchini. Oh my gosh, the first ripe tomato of the season. 
All of it is a miracle. Every single thing, all season long, I think is a miracle. You nurture the little plants with good soil and water and sun. You harvest the fruits and flowers. And then at the end of the season, they die and you turn them under. Those spent plants break down and their nutrients feed the soil for next year's crop. There's no waste in nature. And I think maybe there's more hope in that than in the first fruits of the season, as exciting as they are. I can turn the spent plants under or put them in my compost bin with all the kitchen scraps and the grass clippings and the leaves, oh Lord, so many leaves, and they all break down by nature's natural process, which is how God ordained it at the beginning, earth to earth, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. That which dies will be born to new life. We remember this on Ash Wednesday and all through Lent to Easter and beyond. We're a resurrection people after all, and good old backyard compost is one of the best reminders I know that what has died will be raised to new life and that God is always doing a new thing. Even if I didn't love to garden, I would still keep my compost tumbler and continue to feed it. Not just because it keeps waste out of the landfill and not just because it saves me on fertilizer, but because it turns waste into gold. It reminds me every day that this is what God does with us, even when we don't perceive it. I wonder if there's a part of your life that feels like a wasteland, feels empty, broken, forsaken. I wonder if there are parts of the world, and I pray it will be Ukraine, where God will do a new thing and the people will rise again one day, able to to return home just as the Israelites did so long ago. Do you know that God is a God who delivers? Do you perceive this in your own life, in your relationships, in the world around you? Of course, we don't often perceive it. We don't often have those voila moments where we realize clearly what God has been up to. But that's where faith and trust come in. When we're open, we see it more clearly. Sometimes it takes a while to get there. We may not always perceive God doing a new thing. But like the biodegrading process that happens all day, every day in my compost bin, and all over the face of the earth, we can trust it. And like God reminding the Israelites that I am doing a new thing and will deliver you from exile, we can trust it. God is turning waste into gold right now. 
perhaps in your very life. God is doing a new thing. Do you perceive it? Whether you do or you don't, you can trust it. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon at Village Presbyterian Church. Learn more about us at villagepres.org. And we invite you to join us again next week.